Welcome to Don't Get This Twisted. I am the professor and I'm here with my co-host, Tina. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you doing, professor? Oh, I'm doing quite well on a lovely day in uh, California. <laughs> um, today, we are going to have an uh, interesting conversation on what we like to call quarantine madness. I think that uh, a lot of people in the country right now are either going through it or are quite over it. Um, I guess we'll have our own definitions for that once we get into our conversation. But uh, yeah, I think there's a little bit of madness going on. What do you think? Absolutely. I agree. There's a lot going on and people are not the same as they were before COVID hit. Correct. Um, let's see, how are we going to start this? I guess I'll throw something out there and you can kind of, uh, tell me what you think. I think obviously with what's gone on over the last year and a half, people being locked up, um, has just changed the way people think either about each other or their own mental state. What do you think? I agree with that. I I noticed that a lot of people are struggling when they haven't before, whether they lost their job and financially are not able to take care of things, especially now that the government stopped the extra funding for COVID, uh, COVID unemployment, or whether it's from being um, locked in. I know a lot of people that are still afraid to go outside. There's just a lot going on that that I, I didn't realize would happen in this sort of situation. But then again, I didn't think this sort of situation would happen. So I see that there's a huge effect on people. Yeah, I agree. Um, just from a friendship standpoint, um, how many friends of mine I have not seen due to this because um, difference of opinions, some people want to be locked up, don't want to see each other. Um, distancing on a much larger level. Um, I'm a little, um, I'm a little different than most because I didn't stop working during this. So I've always been outside. So it's, it's very bizarre to me to see friends of mine who, I mean, literally lock themselves away. I agree. I have a lot of friends that don't come out unless they absolutely have to. They don't see people and and they don't participate in life events anymore. They stay home because the fear is if they go out, they're going to get sick. And it's kind of on the obsessive side. It hasn't like you would think that certain things would be important enough for them to show up like birth of a child or say a graduation. And people just are not doing that. Yeah. Um, again, I, I find it very bizarre because we live in a world now where it, let's say you do go out and you are lucky enough to go to dinner somewhere. You walk in with a mask on, sit down, take it off. Your people are on the right on the other side of you in some of these restaurants. And then you put the mask back on and walk out. We, we can argue whether masks do something or don't until we're all blue in the face. But the, the hypocrisy that I see in everything, like 
how many people are inside stores, grocery stores, walking around with masks on, grabbing cans of food, not taking it and putting it back on the shelf? You know, it's, I see that all the time. So to me, it's it's crazy. So the people that we're talking about who obviously have been locked away, most self-inflicted. Agreed. Which I, I find very, very disheartening um, from a social standpoint. What we've done to human beings is not a good thing. Well, if you think about it, from the very beginning, they bombarded every social media page, every news um, outlet that there was with with a fear-based um response to all of this that so you're not supposed to go out and you need to keep yourself clean and don't don't bring anything in from outside and always wash your hands and it's airborne and it lives on plastic and it lives on this and it lives on that the the information that was put out there made everybody so afraid it, including me and i wouldn't say that i'm somebody that typically is afraid of of much um so i found that what they did was they just put so much fear in all of us and people that do already live in a state of being nervous or having fear, it got taken to a next level. And then I've noticed people that were not normally scared. They took it to a next level. There was no rhyme or reason in who, who stayed um, scared and who didn't. I personally, my whole life changed during COVID. So I had to move. I had to change the way I did things. Um, I'm getting divorced. Uh, my shop was shut down. I'm a hairstylist. So that I had to go find another place during the pandemic while we were shut down. Then I was able to work, but only minimally and with masks and the the type of um, the type of care we had to give to the shop on cleanliness and how every time somebody sat down and got back up, we had to clean everything. It was chaotic. I mean, it wasn't it did not make going to work fun in the least. And then trying to talk while you have a mask on is next to it's, it's impossible because people can't see your expressions. They can't, they don't know where you're coming from. I, I spent the first year working at the salon, not knowing who anyone was because I only saw their eyes. I still am having problems learning their names because I haven't seen anybody's face since I started there. So it, it's been an interesting ordeal. I think that mostly in something like you do where your quarantine madness is actually at work. Yeah. Well, you know, it so, was everywhere. <laughs> that, no, no, I, I know, but you're in something where they tried to keep things open and you still had to deal with whatever madness that was. I, I kind of did the same thing. I worked in, um, I work in a, a service-based industry where we for like eight months, only did drive ups. So people would, people would order stuff and park and call in and say, come get it. So we would take it out to their car and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but I had same thing, mask and carts and clean everything and blah, blah, blah. Which again, I get, I'm not arguing the fact that yes, we should have done that. But what it's done to us, I think, as a society, like, again, how many people do we know or read about that family died, couldn't go to a funeral? Everybody I know. Yeah. So what have we done? We've 
what are we giving up to have this supposedly work? We're giving up what we are as human beings, at least in my opinion, I'm not a doctor and I'm, you know, definitely not going to try to break down that part of it or, but the mental, what it's done to people I know who literally lost loved ones, they still haven't had a funeral. And that was a year ago. I have a cousin that passed away last May and uh, we still have not had a funeral for him. It's it's definitely taking its toll. I don't know what we're doing. We're, We're choosing not to live the way that we should be living because we're afraid and rightfully so we've lost. I know, I know people that have lost several people in their family and their families are devastated. I get that, but that's the exception. It's not the rule. Correct. And I think that we, I mean, I know people who had friends in the hospital that were not there for COVID. Right. That, that were dying and they didn't get to see him. Yes. That happened to everybody during that time. We're, we're giving up what we are as human beings to something that is arguably Uh, you're not going to die from. Right. Yes. People have died, but there's other issues inside that of why they did or pre-existing conditions, diabetes, being overweight, whatever the underlying issues are for a lot of people. And that's not the case for everybody. Cause I do know some people that have been typically very healthy throughout their life, didn't have any underlying conditions and just died very suddenly due to COVID. But again, that's, that's such a minimal statistic that Correct. not even noteworthy. It, it's again, we're balancing both of these things. I think um, again, I, you can't argue that this is not killing people, right? It is, it, it's factual, but where do we draw the line of what living is? I don't know. It, for me, it was very hard to exist during quarantine. I felt very isolated. I felt trapped. I, I was very much alone. I, I, uh, my husband and I decided to split up and get divorced during this. Like it brought a lot of things to the surface that weren't there before. And, uh, it's, it's definitely changed everything about our existence. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny because I think Mostly for me and you who've known each other a long time. (laughs) Um, We, you know, we finally started hanging out again at the end of this or whatever, whatever the end is to us where things started to become open again, where we could go sit down and eat. Yes. Um, But there's still people locked up. And I think that's the crazy thing is, is what is it doing to the people that are locked up. And I think that's where the madness in this conversation we're having starts happening. So what happens to the human mind when you're locked up, you have nothing but fear and anything you watch on television or social media is doing nothing but pounding you with more fear. Right. You, you get suicide overdose and addiction. Right. I think those are the three things that are are coming from this. And then on the backside of that are 
depression, <laughs> you know, and, and hard depression, not just where you start, you know, every day it's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to clean your house and you have nothing else to do, but do that. So the depression is kicked in so bad that you stop caring about the place that you're in when you can't go anywhere. Right. You know, I've seen pictures of these crazy houses that literally look like a hoarder lives there and they're not hoarders. They've just given in to, no, this is what we do now. We we don't go anywhere. We don't see people. It's, I think, you know, it's a, it's a sad thing. And we as a society need to do something quickly before we lose what being human is. I'd agree with that. I know uh, out of my friends, everybody seemed to start drinking more so than they did on a, a normal day. I mean, day drinking became an, a normal thing. Um, drinking while you're working became a very normal thing. Um drug abuse is up. There's just, there's just a lot of trying to indulge, but I think it's also to, to kind of give us a break from what's going on, kind of ease the pain, maybe take away the scared feelings. There's it's yeah. I know even in my life, drinking became more of a thing and I'm not even a drinker. Yeah. I think that it's a definitely a coping mechanism. I mean, absolutely drug use, and uh, alcohol, obviously, is in the same category. But I think you're right. I think it became easy where people who worked online and maybe didn't have to Zoom or didn't have to uh, check in, where you're literally just looking at a screen, typing in your order or whatever, whatever it is you do, why not have a glass of wine? Why, why not stay in your pajamas for 16 months straight? Like, yeah, I know no, people seriously. that do that. <laughs> yeah, I know people who, who didn't get up and shower in the morning. They would shower oh. during the day, but would literally roll out of bed, make your egg and toast, and do your work. And even if they had to Zoom, they would only put on a shirt. Yeah. So and there was a lot of videos when people would stand up and they forgot they were in their underwear. They were only dressed from the waist up. Yep. Those are kind of funny. Lots of people got in trouble <laughs> <laughs> because again, I think uh, from the standpoint of a profession, zoom became your office. Yes. And, and people were like, Hey, you can't show up in your pajamas. That's true. You know what? I, I've always been a hugger and a kisser. That's what my family has always done from the time I was born. You were taught to kiss, you know, your grandparents, your parents, your aunts, uncles, cousins, all the way down and kissed everybody in the family and gave them a hug. I noticed that since this has happened, I don't hug and kiss people like I used to. And I've noticed that I've had several friends that said, you know, you used to be warm and, and inviting and now you're like hey what's up and then you don't even approach a person and I didn't realize I wasn't I wasn't acting normal I just thought that I I don't know what I thought but maybe I was just giving everybody their space because I don't know how everybody feels but I think it's more than that I think it was me it was like okay let's keep the cooties to a minimum I don't want to get sick I don't want to get you sick let's just keep our little distance and 
And I realized that in, in being with my family, like my dad, I don't kiss him anymore. And he was a big one for, if you get home, you say hello and you give him a hug and a kiss. If you go to bed, you give him a hug and a kiss. You, you leave, you give him a hug and a kiss. Like it was something that you always did. And I noticed I don't do it. And I think he's kind of getting a little resentful. Do you think that that's a fixable action? Yes, but it's going to take me consciously making the decision to do that. But I always, in the back of my head, I think I've been around a lot of people today. Is that the right thing to do? What is, who has he been around? Who's been exposed? Cause you know, every day I'm hearing like people close to me are being exposed to it. As a matter of fact, I've been exposed to it more than a dozen times. So I think that for me, I just don't want to be the reason anybody gets sick. So I'm trying to hold back, but I notice it's not healthy for me and it's not healthy for them because that's not who I am. Agree. I think that, that there's something to that. Um, nobody wants to get anyone sick. I think right. that even the people who are don't want to get the vaccination, don't want to do this, don't want to do that. No one wants to get someone sick. So right. the, the argument for a vaccine is a whole other show. Uh, I think that we can do a whole hour on this, just that alone. But I think that you're right. Um, but we, I think your habits now are changed. You're always going to wonder if that person wants you to hug them or not. Right. I'd agree with that. We we've made, we've changed how that works. Um, Thankfully, I think some people are going to revert quite easily. Um, I I just think, I just think because human nature, people like you who are just, that's how you're built. You're built to hug and kiss people because you've done it since the dawn of time. (laughs) Uh, so for me, it's that, that that's a big deal. I, I hope that that society in general gets back to that where it, we're doing things just because we are. I'm seeing it a little bit more of pe- more people shaking hands, more people giving each other hugs that are close friends. Yeah. You know, more. I wouldn't say wouldn't say outside of the circle as much. Right, like right. Where I work, people don't shake hands. They just don't. And we used to. So I think that that that's something that's going to have to change because I, I still think there's something to that part of us being humans of, you know, we've shaken hands for so long in the business world. You know, bumping elbows seems almost hysterical to me. It seems like we're in high school on the play yard, not addressing somebody that has any sort of meaning in our lives, you know, it's like True. a random thing to do while you're playing basketball with the guys. True. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, again, a very slippery slope of being thrown into madness to where now you, people don't trust their own family. People have lost family members out of this and just the, the part of being, you know, mad at each other over, you know, different, uh, different opinions. That's crazy to me. You well, know, that's that, a whole nother show in itself, like not agreeing with uh, how you're supposed to act or if you get the shot or if you don't get the shot. I mean, 
man, I get to the point where I don't tell anybody anything and I'm an open book. And I just like, I don't want to tell people if I did or did not get the shot. I don't want to tell anybody I went to a concert. I don't want to tell anyone that I went to the grocery store even because it seems like everybody's got an opinion and they don't share mine. Correct. And I think that they overly share those. Right. Oh yeah. Everybody. I've had people that won't come back to me because I didn't get the shot. I've had people that, uh, that make me where they bring a special mask because they want me to wear that mask because I, I could be infected because I saw a couple of friends or because their neighbor came in before them and they don't trust the neighbor because the neighbor's out too much. You wouldn't believe all the, all the weird things that people have told me about how I need to act to cut their hair. Wow. That's it's, it's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's definitely different. Um, thankfully I haven't had anything that crazy yet. And I, I haven't even had somebody like in the store say anything about me not wearing a mask thankfully. And I, maybe it's just cause I'm a big dude and have a, have a few tattoos and look, you know, look intimidating, I think, but I think our generation is the ones that are kind of bucking the system and say, no, this is crazy. We don't need to wear the masks. Um, even a little bit younger, they're saying the same thing, but the older ones, they're getting pissed if we don't follow, I just hear follow the rules so we could all get through this. Follow the whose rules? Yeah. Well, there is no whose getting rules? through this. That this is forever. Yeah, you're right. This is the flu bug. It's just you know, up. It's you know, turned up to eleven. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a Spinal Tap reference. Um. So let let's go back to what we were talking about with addiction, because I think that we, we were talking. Um, about obviously drinking up twofold and having people we know personally doing it during the day. Cause I do, I, I know several people who had not one issue at all doing it. Now, again, maybe not to the level of being hammered, but drinking all day. So mm-hmm. like being steady all day. So I find that to be a, a little crazy, but I noticed my friends, their, their thing now is their, their recyclable, like sippy cups, the, the Yetis that everybody was keeping their drinks cold mm-hmm. has now got alcohol in them. And it's like, oh, are you having some coffee? Yeah, that's what they're having. Wow. Yeah. Well, or- <laughs> and everybody's got one. And they, I even got my own because I didn't have one for this. So my friend shipped me one. She didn't bring it to me. But she shipped it to my house so I could have a sippy cup with alcohol in it. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a little scary. <laughs> but I, but again, I think that, you know, under circumstances, obviously that was early pandemic was was very much like that. Yes. But, you know, we, we, you want to get into like talking like heavy drugs, because I think that's like more of the scary thing of overdoses. Cause I tried looking up um, some statistics and you know, there's really nothing close to, to this month. So the, the, the last month I really kind of found was about May of 2021. 
give or take. Okay. So May to May is basically what the statistics were trying to show. Overdoses in this country are up 27%. That's insane. Okay, so we're talking, uh, uh, you know, a whole quarter of what the normal overdoses are for this country. So obviously drug use is up heavily and it's not like it's weed, <laughs> you know, like weed doesn't kill you. These are hard narco- narcotics, you know, obviously pills are up um, oxy, you know, that kind of thing where you're deadening some kind of pain. Um, unfortunately, I, for some reason, heroin is a, a big time drug. Like, of course, but, but more than more than I thought, like, uh, again, so you're, saying it's, you're saying it's been used more or it's more. It's being used? used more. Yeah. Okay. By, uh, by a, a larger range of what you would think use it. Like really? it, it's not just like poor people or it's not just the middle class. It's everyone. And, and now with fentanyl being in everything, like I just saw um, a red, I don't know, day or two ago. These comedians um, got some cocaine and had fentanyl in it, and two of them died. I heard that. So it's, obviously, they're cutting these drugs with other things to make them go farther. Blah blah blah. But I just that they're they're up twenty seven percent, well twenty seven to twenty nine percent is is astounding. <laughs> that 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 kind of that kind of number is to me is just is out of control. Like it, if it was any other, any other year that we weren't locked up in suicide or uh, overdoses went up 27%, there would be a problem. Absolutely. It'd be an epidemic. People would wonder why it's happening. Kind of like the, the, the crack of the early nineties when crack right. was just killing people hand over fist. And for one, that was a poor drug. So like they made it for cheap and sold it to everybody. So it was just killing everyone. Um, I think that it's a, a very scary, scary thing that um, we're at this. We're, we're at a time where like you're, you're home, you're locked up and now you're on drugs. And right. although I, I looked up suicides and I was shocked that they were, down as a country. Yeah, they are. Okay. They were they were down as a country. But but I will tell you that there are states that aren't down. <laughs> right. Okay. So California, New York, uh and Louisiana have an uptick in suicides. Now, that could also be there's just a lot more people. It's true. So, so um, that could kind of be it. I, I'm not sure. But that being said, even that's kind of a scary thought that, that, you know, being locked up will make you think thoughts that you generally don't. It, I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Where do we, so how, how do we fix this? Are we, we're, we're bound and determined to lock people up some more. 
And I don't, you know, at least in the state we're in, um, it it seems like we're going to go back to some kind of lockdown. Is that what they're saying? Um, I, I know either that or it's, you're going to have have to have a vaccine pass to go anywhere. I heard, I heard that that starts Monday in L.A. Yes. County. Yeah. In L.A. County on yeah. Monday, any place that has people uh, over 10,000 guests, they must either show a negative test, which is done in a certain amount of time, or they have to show that they have uh, their card of inoculation. Correct. And I heard that it's going to be. Um, I just saw it today. It was bars, gyms, sporting events, huge sporting events, clubs, and something else. But yes, the, at least LA County for now. And so, you have to be masked. And and you have to be masked. So what do you think that's going to do to businesses? Oh, and restaurants, obviously restaurants. What is that going to do to business? It's going to make people not want to go out. I, I know just people, they complain about wearing the mask. Like it doesn't do anything. It's not making a difference. Why do we have to wear a mask? I would just rather not go out. I'll cook at home. I'll stay home. I'll watch whatever on TV or live streaming. And then I don't have to deal with it. That's that's the general consensus. Yeah. I mean, man, again, we're going to push people back indoors and then what's going to happen with, with the, um, gathering at home, you know, what's going to happen when we, when we go to that again, where it becomes where you're not gathering at home or they're going to count how many people at your house. Cause your neighbor's some asshole who's going, you know, I, I see 12 people at their house and they're not, social distancing or are not doing this. We're turning our own people against each other. I've heard that too. And I am disgusted by it. I think people need to move away from what everybody else is doing and start concentrating on how they're acting. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's, there's something to that. Like, look, if, if you want to stay in your house and you want to lock yourself up and you don't want to see human beings. Awesome. Have no problem with that. Matter of fact, I'll leave you the fuck alone. Exactly. But when you start infringing on my freedom or my ability to still be a human being, we have a problem. And, and I know that that's going to catch me some heat because people don't want to hear that shit. They just want to be content with do what you're supposed to do and not make any waves and everybody will be fine in no time. <laughs> yeah, correct. Today. It, it's, it's do as you're told. And if you don't like it, do as you're told. It's like, yeah. mm, no, <laughs> you know, I, freedom comes at a cost and security should not get rid of your freedom. They should walk hand in hand. My freedom should be of choice. If, if I invite people over, and they know me, they know what they're getting into. This is, this has gone on though with several things I noticed in our time. I remember when 9-11 happened, all the cameras that have been, everybody's got cameras now where there wasn't all the cameras before, or they would, you know, are, they, they just, 
dig into what is our freedom a little bit with each and every big thing that they they want to put out there. And, and we're losing our rights on a daily basis because of doing this in the sake of keeping everyone safe. They're not keeping people safe. They're keeping people locked up. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, look at Australia. I mean, if you watch the news and see what's going on in Australia, it is, I mean, the closest thing to a socialistic dictatorship of locking people away. They're telling people don't go, you know, five meters from your house. Don't go to see your next door neighbor. Don't talk to other people. They've had like almost no cases. It's just a very scary, uh, you know, 1984 ish where the government is just like, you do as we say. And if you don't like it, we don't care. And they have no guns there. Right. So that they have no defense against the police department or the army or whoever would tell you to stay in your house. We're again, it's a slippery slope of freedom and security. We need to have both. I agree. Um, But we're, we're dividing this country more and more and more and more every time we start, um, putting this rule into effect or putting this rule into effect or putting this rule into effect. The next thing you know, all you have is rules and. Well, it's putting it into the effect, into effect to, for the, for the, for the good of mankind. That's what I'm having a problem with. I'm like, wait a minute, can't I make my own choice? Because last I checked, I was an American who was according to the constitution, not only Not only was this a right, but it's expected. I'm supposed to fight to be free. And now my government's saying, but not that free. Not that free. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they're saying. That's, again, I I try to see both sides of this. Um, Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants sick people. Agreed. But but you can't make me lock myself up and say that, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine if you do this. You know, it was 15 days, right? Yes, it was supposed to be two weeks. That was a year and a half, almost two years ago. When does it end? It's not. So we just need to understand that we either tell the the majority in power, no, we're not doing it. And if we're going to do that, we need to do it. Well, we did. Okay. So in the salons, we did say no. We stayed open when we weren't supposed to. We we did underground haircuts. Uh, we worked out of our homes. We did all these things. And and now that we're working, now we have the, the health department coming in and just screwing with us relentlessly, making sure we're wearing our masks properly, making sure that we have the right type of mask because if somebody comes in, they need to have this sort of mask and that's what we need to offer. And I'm like, wait a minute, if we're all supposed to wear masks, they should be wearing their own. Why should I offer that if I don't even wear it? And then what is the health department doing in our shop anyway for not wearing a mask? Now we're, we're doing our part. We're wearing our masks. We're keeping stuff clean. It is ridiculous to the degree we have to do everything. And this is how we get 
paid back by maybe one person's mask coming off because we had to cut around their ears or we had to wash their hair. We had to do something and it slipped down. That's what people are going to call and uh, complain about. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, you can't have it both ways. Okay. If you're out getting a haircut, you should know what's coming. Right. Um, so if you're going to go someplace and say, I want it this way and I want it this way. It's like, if you don't like the place you're getting a haircut, don't go. Agreed. Like, and and it's so different. A lot. Yeah. And I think it's no different than the restaurant. Okay. If, if you have a restaurant and you want everyone masked or you want everyone vaccinated, more power to you. But if the one next to you doesn't, then the people who aren't are going to go to one and the people who are, are going to go to another. And I think we need to understand that, that it's going to happen that way. And you can't alienate people. You're, you're, you're going to push further and further away what we are as people. And again, the, the, the madness of what this is, um, it is going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, I, I would agree with you completely. Yeah. So what do you think we can do to curve this madness in a, in a reality state? Like, obviously we could let everybody out or we can lock everybody up and people are going to go off the edge. What do you think we can do? Cause I've tried to think about this, like, realistically as a person like what do we do you know i think that just talking about it is is a good start i also think you know for my friends i'm like i miss you i want to start hugging you again and you know let's let's get back to some sort of normal because we both need it not just you know one of us everybody needs it there's statistics that people live longer when they're touched when they're hugged Uh, men have less uh heart disease when they get enough affection during the day, those are facts. Those are things that happen. So I believe that if we don't start getting back to being human again and loving on each other and spending time and making those connections and quit letting fear run us, this isn't going to get any better. Agreed. I, I think that the the roundabout thing is whatever people think normal is. See, Normal, like I, I hate the whole. This is the new normal. Uh, no bullshit. There is no <laughs> new normal. It's just go back to life. Yep, you can get sick. Yeah, you could die. You're more apt to get in a car accident and die in a car accident than die of this virus. That's just facts. Period. By far, because. You're in the car more, you're, you're going far for work, you're driving to see people, whatever it is. You are more apt to die in a car accident. But we all still get in the car, right? Right. Um, to go right down the street. Yeah. And there is arguments to, you know, I've had arguments to that as well. Like, well, that's different. Uh, statistically, no. Statistically, you're probably more right. apt to statistically, you're more apt to probably fall down a staircase, even if you don't own one and die. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, so when you start throwing out legitimate statistics, um, yeah, I mean, you have to look at the world the way it is. I, I want to see human beings. I don't want to be, uh, a locked up, um, a locked up prisoner. I agree. I agree. And I felt like that, like, especially in the beginning, I had to quit watching TV. I couldn't listen to the radio. I had to stop all media just to have some peace of mind because every time I'd hear something more, I was trapped in my own head. So this is, if, if, if somebody who's normally healthy in their mind, like I am, is having problems like that, I could imagine the people that are more fear-based and that's got to be to such a detriment to their health all the way around. I, I really don't, I really don't see things getting better until it gets back to where we could be human with each other. And part of being human is being close and showing affection and kindness and greeting people. We've just got to get back to that. Yeah. You said something earlier that I think was huge about not seeing smiles. Uh, I think we've, we've gotten away from seeing what makes people happy and human. Um, I couldn't imagine being a young person in high school, junior high, you know, seeing your friends every day and laughing, but not seeing them laugh. I think that there's, there's, you're right. There's something to that kind of contact of seeing the smile, uh, facial expressions are everything. We, we are visual creatures and not being able to see that I think is a, is a, is a big deal. Nonverbal communication is way more important than what you could physically say. And, and we've gotten to a place where we can't even read that. And I have a really hard time with that because I like to know where, where people are at inside, not just what they're saying, because somebody could say something, but I know when I look at them, if I could see them, that what they're saying and what they're doing are completely different. So I, I like when people don't have their masks on. I mean, I know that they shouldn't uh, not, you know, they should keep them on for whatever reasons everybody's saying. I get that. But for me to just be able to see somebody completely to know what they look like when they laugh, when they cry, I, I, I can't, I can't, um, I can't connect when I can't see that. It's very hard for me. Totally agree. I think that's a huge deal and hopefully soon we'll get back to that. So we're, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to wrap this up. Is that okay with you? I would say that's fine. But let's give you last words and then I'll say a couple and we'll make it a day. I would just say that mental health is equally important, is equally as important as keeping yourself healthy from COVID. And if we don't start getting affectionate and showing human kindness and being tolerant of everybody's opinions because that seems to be what what this all is it's an opinion like if the if our government can't can't agree and we can't agree well then it's just down to opinions we need to keep ourselves safe and happy maybe do stuff to make sure we're not getting sick you know keep our hands cleaned make sure that we're not you know going out and and being with people that we know aren't being healthy 
things will get better. But if without human contact, without human kindness, without patience, this is going to take over in ways we're not ready to deal with. And that's yeah. I agree. And my, I, you know, I'll, uh, I'll say a little, uh, Hulk Hogan here for you. You know, I mean, he, he had it kind of said it right. You know, you gotta, you gotta train, gotta say your prayers. You gotta eat your vitamins. I hate to say that it's that simple, but we, we do as a society have to look at the bigger picture as well. Your, your mental health goes along with your physical health that will make you better from this. So, uh, I think we just need to get better as a country. Um, I, I've been taking zinc and vitamin D and vitamin C and for for a long time, way before this. And, and I have been around people who had COVID like and in close proximity and didn't get it. So just, you know, get out and, and be human and, you know, try to be better. You're be right. Healthy. Be, better. be healthy. And on that note, I will say, uh, you know, whatever you're, your uh, take is on this. Don't get it twisted because when you start getting this twisted, you, you, the society breaks down. We will uh, be back next week with another exciting episode. And uh, until then, Miss Tina, it's been a pleasure as always. Absolutely. Talk to I you am the professor soon. and we'll see you next week. <laughs>